from Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears in compliance with Memo EX 1063. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On this week's meeting, we have the Regina Women's Immigrant Center. We have innovative revenue tools. We have outstanding improvements and possibly more, but also possibly less. This meeting is now in session. Oh, yes. How are you doing? Um, oh, sorry, just I I was asleep. Were you? Yeah. That's not a good plan. We have to meeting now. Oh, geez. Okay. D- d- did I do the intro yet? Mm-hmm. As uh, I recall, know, yep. I've been doing that for so long. I just I just do it in my sleep now. You were actually doing that one intro for so long. In in while you were sleeping, oh, and I just okay. like put you in your seat, and then I just brought up the microphones when it was time to start the meeting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Um, so we got at least part of the. Part of the intro on the like recorded. Yes. Okay, good. The best part, I think. I think so. So, uh, should we do our uh, weekly attendance? I would love that. I uh, love attendance. Oh, I know. That, that's when you get to find out who's there. Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, this meeting, we have uh, Dolna Peach. Hmm. Dolna Pe- uh, Peach, more. Dolna Peach. Dolna Peach. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm. I can't vouch for my. I can vouch for myself that I am not Dolna Peach, but oh, I don't know about anybody else. Because yeah, Dolna Peach, she was like the part of the lost generation of writers. You know that mm-hmm. famous, those jazz age writers from Paris in the twenties, oh, right? Hemingway, Stein, and the rest. Yeah. Um, Joe jo Lipschitz. Joe Lipschitz. One of my uh, favorites, for example. Yeah. Uh, but she's a fine painter too. Really? Yeah. This I did not know. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anyway, she she traveled to Paris to uh, take her place amongst literary greats of the time, uh-huh. but owing to her famously bad sense of direction, she uh, she ended up uh, going like west to Middle Europa, where she became known as the Bard of Ulm. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. She was in the city of Ulm. Right. Yeah. Good. Um, and she's but, coming here too. Um, maybe maybe tell us some tales of Ulm. Oh, good. Um, Ooh, odd, maybe though. there will be some urban planning lessons that we can take from her tales. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. It's odd, because she died in 1978. So, that will make uh, it hard for her to do a delegation. Yeah. You know what? I think I think I see what the issue is. I don't think Dona Pisha is going to be here. I think I mixed up the letters in the name. Uh, so if you take the P from P, should be Paul Deschen. That is me. Oh. I am okay. Paul Deschen. You are here. And I am present. You're not the Bard of Ulm, though. Sadly. Okay. I cannot claim that title as much as I would love to. Okay, I just, I, I'll, I'm going to confess, I just wanted to say Ulm. I have a grandmother from Ulm. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she said it was a hole. <laughs> it's the worst place ever. Yeah. Just don't go to Ulm, whatever yeah. you can do. Um, so anyway, so we also have uh, Sean O'Mander. Shano? Jean, Jean Omander. Oh, Jean Omander. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm Paul Duchenne, so I, I'm definitely not Jean Omander. Yeah, uh, Jean Omander, um, mm-hmm. he, one time, you may not know this about Omander, he was considered to be the literary heir to James Joyce. Oh, really? Yes. Well, they figured out one day that he actually, his works were just actual copying of Joyce, like oh. word for word, except for the word priest. He would put in the word Oldsmobile to throw people off. 
That would be a fascinating read. Oh, I think so, yes. Yeah. I mean, when it's really fascinating when you get to Oldsmobile, because yeah. the context is just bizarre. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I can't wait to talk to him. No, uh, but I, I don't see him here. Well, you know, maybe we could, like, wait? Uh, you know, this is a little awkward. I think I think I may have mixed up the letters. Um, so just hold on. So hey, man. Oh, so Aiden Morgan. I hate to break it to you, but that's you. I thought I recognized myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Okay. Well, mark yourself present. We're both present. Do we have quorum? We do not. Okay. Uh, one day we'll get quorum. Yeah. Well, let's hold the meeting anyways, because we have guests. Oh yes, we do. Uh, I have two guests here. I have them. Uh, although I'm not sure if I'm correct here. I have them uh, from the Regina Women's Immigrant Center, uh, or actually, should I say Regina Immigrant Women's Center? My bad. Um, I have Clash <coughs> Venue and Ritual Arc, but I think I may have mixed up the letters. Yeah, that doesn't sound at all right. Okay. Ladies? No? 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 Mm-hmm. Well, on my notes, I have uh, Nila, sorry, Nilu Sachdev and Ritu Kalra. That's correct. Did I get it? Yes. yes. Did I score a point? <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Excellent. I think, I think my versions were not as plausible, were more entertaining. <laughs> I agree. Okay. So you also get a point. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, so Nilu and Ritu. Uh, Nilu, you are the executive director? Correct. Excellent. And uh, Ritu, you are? The Community Connections Outreach okay. for the Seniors Program. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for coming down here to talk about thank what you, you guys do. Us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, yeah, I don't know if we warned you before you came down, but um, uh, people who come to these meetings are, uh, we like to talk to people who are, you know, working on improving the city mm-hmm. and the people who come down here are what we call um, improvement vector candidates mm. and uh, you know we just want to talk to you about what it is that you guys do with and what the Regina Immigrant Women Center does and uh, see if you're actually improvement vectors right. and, if, and if you survive the interview okay. which 80% of people here do yeah. uh, then, good to know then, yes, <laughs> and then, good then to you will know. be official uh, improvement vectors okay. yeah. <laughs> we'll try our level best uh, excellent. <laughs> thanks okay well you know I want to start with uh, I mean it's kind of all contained there in the name but could you give us a little bit more detail on like what is the Regina Immigrant Women's Center okay it's the Regina Immigrant Women Center not women's right. just a little technicality there because um, it's for immigrant women, immigrant and refugee women and their families. Okay. So a place where they can get services and support um, in terms of learning language, English, in terms of some family support, employment support, and some recreational supports and programs. So place was where they can, a place where they can access these programs and especially for women and um, their families. So it's not just for women, but it's for women and their families. Right. And why is it that, um, like, why does the immigrant community need programs that are specifically aimed at women as opposed to just, you know? Well, dudes, um, dudes basically. <laughs> That's because a as, good way as, to put as it. a dude, this I'm is curious about this. The dudettes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is definitely um, because uh, tradition, women who come as newcomers to our city uh, and to our country um, don't 
always come equipped with learning how to function here. Um, they have a lot of barriers that they encounter, and quite often they're left behind, even within the family, uh, in terms of accessing services and programs for themselves. And so this is why it's necessary to provide services for them specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why is that? Why do they get um, kind of left behind? Is it, um, like, I know I moved here um, and you know it's it can be a scary city yeah <laughs> especially when it snows <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah but um the, the women who move here are they typically moving um like say for a spouse's job or um something like that and do they end up sort of needing needing a way to fill in their days like not so much like that's that's a silly way to ask that question but you know what i mean that uh if, if you come here because like your spouse is a you know, studying or uh, has a job here. What do you do? Is that what's going on? Well, um, it's it could be. Mm-hmm. That's one scenario. But that's a really good scenario. I was, I was going to say that's probably okay. the most optimistic yeah. scenario. Yeah. I'm an optimistic dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we aim to satisfy the not-so-optimistic cases as well. And those would be the refugees mm-hmm. who come here as refugees. And even a lot of them who come as volunteer immigrants because they want to come to a new country. Uh, they have some skills that they can use and that Canada can use, that Regina can use, but they still need some help. And quite often, you're right, it's the man, if he's not a student or whatever, or working, he would be the one to get a job first because he's the breadwinner, right? Uh, And so the woman still may need extra supports before she's ready to uh, integrate into the labor market and into the community. Mm -hmm. So we help provide those supports. And I guess if you're if you're coming here as a refugee, it's not like if you're an immigrant, you have like months or years to prepare for your transition to true. culture in Canada. Whereas if you're a refugee, you might just get dropped here without any time to learn the language yes. or, you know, to like, I don't know, check Kijiji Sometimes, and the you know, job board. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes these are crisis situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of the times, you know, refugees are... Am I, okay. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, refugees, of course, they like they ask, they take refuge, as we can say, right? So, sometimes what happens is uh, this is mostly a crisis situation, right? It doesn't happen that, you know, they took refuge just for, like, recreation. And <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. So, um they might not be ready emotionally right right yeah so uh at that point in time especially if uh, in this scenario if it is a woman she might need extra supports because def- she has been like at home maybe in her country she might not have been working yeah and she might need extra supports to come out in a new community yeah and feel independent yeah and then we have the out. older women as well which Ritu is going to talk about the New Stars program, um, the seniors. So that's another segment of our society. They're also vulnerable, yeah. Yeah. right? And and they have spent all their lives. And those ones are usually, we're looking at independent ones who've come here independently. They may not be refugees, but um, they still need supports to integrate, right? And to learn how to now live here with their grown children. 
mm-hmm. and them not being the ones who do the earning of the living, right? But are dependent, but then need to learn perhaps to utilize the resources that are available to them in the community and that they're not utilizing and maybe even learn the language and get some more self-confidence and maybe even learn a skill that they yeah. don't have. So and this applies to women as well as men. So some of our programs are for men and women. Right, so like mm-hmm. New Stars, yeah, the which new is for stars seniors. Yeah. Is, yes, yes. Uh, the skills training ones for the youth, those are for men and women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some that are just for women, like our PACE program, which is um, pre-employment and computer essentials, PACE. And so that's just for women, and it uh, allows them to learn at their own pace um, computers um, and also learn how to get a resume done and get ready to enter the labor market, you know, and figure out what it is that they can do yeah. in Regina. Hmm. So, Aiden, you disagree? No, I, I completely agree. <laughs> I, 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 I will disagree randomly with things okay. that you say. If, 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 if that is what I'm called on to do. Yes. <laughs> but I'll try. Feel free. Feel free. Yes. Yeah. And as you've seen that she loves acronyms and you can see a load of acronyms, <laughs> oh, but she's so good at it. We yes. love acronyms. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this, is, this is the house of acronyms. Well, I think yeah. it's it's easier that way because we're appealing to a crowd that doesn't speak English necessarily. But if it's an acronym that's easy, that, that kind of conveys what the program means, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to yeah. remember, right? Yeah. It is definitely. And I love my program's name, you know, New Stars. New Stars is awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like a star <laughs> talk about it. You probably didn't know this, but the yes. reason we wanted you to come into this meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau yes. on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio is because we we noticed how fabulous you guys are at acronyms. And See, uh, and we didn't even yeah. know you were looking. Well, we're always looking. We, we are we are in need of new acronyms. So yeah, and if you can supply any, just absolutely, you can sure. contact Nilu. Okay, uh, come by anytime. Yes. Yeah, and she'll be ready. Absolutely. Okay, well, could you tell me a little bit more about New Stars? Um, For sure. Because I know how hard it was for me. Aiden can attest to this, how hard it was for me to learn how to use the mimeograph machine. Because I'm and getting a little bit yeah, older. The Gestetner was a real challenge. The Gestetner was a real pain <laughs> in the butt. Um, but, yeah, what, what, is it, what are the obstacles that seniors are facing when they come here? And how, how do you guys help them out? Well, uh, the barriers, yeah, or the obstacles, as you say. Um, the first one is language. And I think it is a major obstacle second one would be transportation then also that uh, they the need uh, to feel independent but they're not independent right mm-hmm. they don't have access to services supports they don't know where to go it's like a lost world back in their country or back in from where they're coming they used to have a social circle they knew everybody around Mm-hmm. But here in a new country, as it would happen to everybody, right? So uh, it's it's really overwhelming for them. And uh, most of the seniors, uh, in this case parents, grandparents, what they do is they would just sit at home, maybe help around, watch TV, mm-hmm. you know, and don't go out because they have nowhere to go. So we want Other to... Other than their faith places. Yes. Mm, yes. Right. And that's like once a week yeah. for one hour or two hours at the most. 
and so they don't have any other social circle or any way of socializing right uh except for that so this is what we wanted to address and right. um and actually it's uh, not just something that we wanted to address but yeah. the government of canada yes. um yeah. recognizes this um uh, as a as a difficulty as a barrier for the vulnerable population which is the seniors yeah. uh, immigrant and refugee seniors and so uh community connections is a program that's been developed by the government of canada and so underneath under that we are now um starting we just started this new stars program in um in april and so um it's really it's in its infancy right now at our yeah. center yeah. and um just like any senior citizens program it it'll take a little bit of time before it actually gets going because uh, and we're talking about senior citizens who've got a lot of other barriers not just the usual of mm -hmm. some of the mobility ones or um a transportation ones which are common even here right but these seniors have additional barriers that Ritu just talked about so to get them to attend something um is hard it's really hard mm -hmm. it's really hard and so we were going to take this program we are taking it to the faith places because we thought that that's where they congregate anyway on a weekend or whatever day that their meetings are and let's try to catch them there but there's difficulties with that too because there's already pre-planned activities there yes. you know so we're kind of <laughs> running into lots of so we're we're having them come to the center because then we Ritu's found out in the last few months that they all they actually want to come on another day other than just the day that they go to the faith place yeah oh. sure because it gives sure. them another outing yeah right but it's like how do we get there exactly and right. it's not even winter yeah. yet yeah yeah i was i was going to say i, yeah. I think one of the hugest problems in this city yeah. and uh, for seniors I think across um, yeah. Canada for winters, especially Saskatchewan. And, oh yeah. yeah, as soon as I as soon as ice and snow hits, yeah. 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 lots of there are lots of seniors who are simply they're they're in their homes. They're for, just in their homes, uh, and that yeah. goes for our own seniors here, our Canadian so yeah. quote unquote seniors, right? Yeah. And for the immigrant and refugee ones, for sure, because they're not used to the weather and the change in weather also. Uh, is a tough time even then once the weather settles down it gets a little bit better for most of our clients that's true um, but with the seniors group we don't yet know um, what their characteristics are because we've only just started working with them so we're actually this is actually all unfolding as we speak and having to co having come out and speaking about this today on the radio is is a really good thing for us and I hope that some of the seniors new stars are listening <laughs> potential new stars yeah. or potential new stars yeah. or their children yeah. Yes. Yeah. well if they are can you get them to give us a good itunes rating on our podcast <laughs> absolutely yeah. Yeah. Um, i can make that happen <laughs> where are you guys located Oh yes, we are um, at the intersection of 11th Avenue and Toronto Street. So our address is 1801 okay. Toronto Street, Regina. Okay. Really and nice part of the neighborhood of the heritage community. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. You guys used to be further west. At Lorne? Yeah. Yeah, we used to be in an old house on Lorne Street. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right around, right around the corner from where I live. Ah, yes, yes. It was a nice neighborhood, too. But uh, we outgrew it after 13 years and uh, moved last year to this new location right. with the John Howard Society. So we share a building with the John Howard Society. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay, so like you're right on 11th Avenue. Right on 11th. With yes. like Artful Dodger. Yes, and exactly. Cakes. The most happening place. Yeah. <laughs> good, no, good places to eat are cropping up there, oh, yes. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Central. Yeah, that's a really good location. Yeah. Um, when did this start? And how did it start? Because this is a really good idea. Uh, the center? Yeah. The, Re- uh, the Regina Immigrant Women's Center, um, the organization wasn't always called a center, but it's been around for about 25 years. Oh, wow. Um, but early on, it was just a, more of an advocacy type of organization. And then about 15 years ago, uh, we decided to prov- see if we could start providing daily service delivery because we saw that a lot of immigrant and refugee women were in need of support services. Um, There's other organizations in the city that do provide uh, immigrant and settlement services like us, but um, as I said, women, immigrant and refugee women seem to have more need for more support services than just um, initial, initial settlement. So they need more integration type of, which is where we come in. So it's been around for a long time, but just for the last 10 to 15 years, our services have increased. Right. Yeah. And was this a community uh, thing that was put together or was it started by the government? Or No, it's a community-based organization wow. funded by uh, government grants. Right. Yes. Mm. So, are the people who started up are they still involved with it, or is it are you doing a whole no, new generation? A whole new generation. Nice. Yeah, a whole new generation. It's been a long time. Yeah, long yeah. journey. <laughs> that's why it started in that little house because that's all they could afford at that time. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Um. Oh, I wanted to ask you more about like the programs you have. Uh, do you guys have any programs for students? I know that there's a lot of students at the university who come here. And uh, you know they're just on a on a student visa, but uh, do you guys do you guys offer help for those? We have a program called Skills Training to Advance Immigrant Youth, um, oh, and nice. that is to get them placements in the labor market. You know, give them some skills, very short term skills, so that they can um, hook up with employers. But they have to have certain um, require meet certain certain eligibility requirements, and they can phone us. Um, at three five nine six five one four to find out. That's three zero six three five nine six five one four. I just thought I'd plug it. Yeah, please. <laughs> <do>. <laughs> cool. And you guys offer a sewing program? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Mm. Yeah. So so new. So new. For, yes. <laughs> okay. It stands for sewing for newcomer women. <laughs> Get it? You are not See, getting what the acronyms are. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are going to get our yeah, That's right. I know. We're going to be better than you. Yeah, yeah. I, think you, I think that's why you guys get to work in the surface world. Uh, that's right. It's more in the well, basement. I'm just learning. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll replace you soon. I <laughs> know. Uh, that's not nice. Oh, oh no, what happened? Oh, oh there's a phone oh. ringing. Oh. Oh. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Absolutely. But I'm too curious about the phone call. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yes. 
Uh, the phone rings down in the basement here so infrequently that it, oh. it's like an event. Yeah. And I thought maybe it would be like, I don't know, the mayor saying he's got a ton of money for you guys oh. or the prime minister yes. wanting to visit or something. But hey, no, you never know. It was just some rando who I think got the wrong number. We know Fair both enough. of those guys. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah? Yeah. So. Fair enough. Well, yeah. yeah. So they may one day tell she us. She does. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely does. We have proof. We're really good friends with the mayor, yes. Right Hello, Mr. Mayor. I hope you're yeah. fine. <laughs> um, we, actually, we actually have had him on the program. Have you? Yes. Oh, you mean he's come down to the basement? No. Uh, no. It was it was a long t- it was a long story. We uh, we actually had to go up. We actually had to go up to his office. So okay, for a change. That's okay. Okay. So, is there anything that we at the city could do to make things better for uh, um, for the immigrant women community? Uh, we actually um, uh, get some support from the com- from the city oh, we're uh, good then. for our Reli Reli program, which is on Saturdays oh. at the Mackenzie Art Gallery. Okay, it's called uh, Recreation and Art uh, for Immigrant and Refugee Women and Their Children, and um, it's on Saturday mornings at the Mackenzie from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. And what we do is in one room, we have the women doing some arts and crafts, uh, as well as learning some life skills. And then in the other room, we have the children being entertained by volunteers and child care workers. And so um, this program is actually supported by the city. This is it's in its second year right now. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And a very successful because we we're starting to get some of the Syrian refugees. That's who it was intended for. And we're beginning to get them into the into the program as well. So the the child care area is really busy on Saturday mornings. Well, the good thing about childcare is that when moms, they can get some time to, you know, do some art. And uh, kids can be taken care of, so they don't have to worry. So that's the good part. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so curious, um, without referencing a, like a specific program or service, what would you say is the most valuable thing that the Regina Immigrant Women's Center does for the city or for the community? I think what the most valuable thing is that we provide support services and recreational services for women who are newcomers. And so we help facilitate their entry into the community that they're making their new home. And, and I think that that's really important because you do need somebody to do that. And so we're, we're, we're saying that we want to help with the integration. And integration can take up to five years, you know. So it's not a short-term project. So we're trying to work with these women at various stages uh, of their um, being in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're not such a newcomer, but they still may not know where to go in the city to do what, right? So we're trying to help them locate services that they might need, learn some language that they need, uh, not just for themselves, for their children, but also to access services, right? Even to phone. Let's say there's a there's something going on and they have to phone. Even if they have to phone the city, who's going to sh- teach them how to do that? And a lot of times these days, when you phone somewhere, you have a, a voice that talks to you. You can't even ask it questions. Right. Right? Yes. So we have conversation classes four days a week that are drop-in. 
at our center. And you don't have to have any specific status because they're volunteer run. And so you learn through conversation how to conduct yourself in a Canadian place, okay, or in a Canadian environment. So those are really popular and we for have stay at home yeah. people. We have started the same for our seniors as well. Nice. Mm. So we do conversations in English because language learning, as I addressed, is a barrier. Yeah. So that really needs uh, to be taken care of <laughs> and uh, for them to uh, integrate into the society, the Canadian society. Yeah. So and the other thing that we do for the city, of course, is the Syrian program on Saturdays, right? The Recreation, Art and Life Skills Relay. Right. That program. Another acronym. R E L I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say the the one the one acronym problem you may have is Regina Immigrant Women. Center. We have it. R I W C. It's a, but it, it's not a snap. It's really. Oh yeah, that's. Right. I know. Yeah, right. I know. I know. I, I, think, I, think, I think we should consider that. I have to redo that one. Yeah, I have to let's redo, redo that. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm really sorry, but we have to wrap this up. Oh, oh no worries. That's oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. So I think but I think they qualify as uh, as improvement vector. I agree. Can't, yeah. yeah. Um, because they, they've obviously survived the interview. Yeah. yeah. With aplomb. With aplomb. And verve. And verve oh, and grace. Wonderful. Uh, so we have uh, our official improvement vector certificates for oh, both of you. Thank oh, wow. You. That is thank wonderful. You. Those yeah. are really nice. Very and colorful. Can I get, Just like can you I guys. find out where you guys can be found online so that people yes. can look you Yes. So you can visit us at www.reginaiwc.ca. Perfect. Okay, yeah. and, what was and you that can find again? a lot of information there. You can contact us on 306-359-6514. I just want to give a quick shout out to all the lovely ladies. We are a beautiful family, and to my son Ane, because oh, otherwise uh -huh. he's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. this is wonderful, and I would just uh, encourage everybody to come to this program. Uh, register and we have so much fun. We have learning sessions. We have a lot of stuff. Cool. So just come visit us, find out. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah, that was wonderful. All right. Well, thanks very much for coming down. You're and awesome. we're going to go straight to the uh, recorded in innovative revenue tools. Oh, it's recording. Okay. Yeah. All Here right. we go. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know? In the 1920s, there were over a dozen movie theaters in Regina's downtown. The most beautiful of them all was the Capitol. The first film to play there was The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and it also hosted the world premiere of the Northwest Mounted Police. The Capitol closed in 1992 and reopened in 2015 as a jazz and tapas bar. It's Regina Fact. You'll find more Regina Facts every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR Regina Community Radio. And we're back. We are back. Yeah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, that um, was a that was a great uh, interview. There. I, did, I did enjoy I did enjoy the yeah. interview, and we had some innovative revenue tools and a uh, and a city of Regina fact from Canton Dion. Yes, and we forgot to mention we didn't get to the fact that uh, the Regina Immigrant Women's Center is having a open house in mid December. They don't have the dis the date set yet, but they did want us to mention that right. that is coming up so that we can, uh, yeah. Uh, also, a quick Kenton DeYoung fact. Lay it on me. He is not a Regina immigrant woman. I thought, I think I knew that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to the best of our knowledge, scientists aren't sure. No. No, but uh, after the gas chromatograph uh, analysis, that's the one thing that they knew for sure, that he was not a Regina immigrant woman. Yeah, 
That's fair. But I'm I glad you did that. I think it might be a species of wolf. Oh, really? Hard to say. Huh. Yeah, no. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, we didn't do our usual uh, QCIB IRT, Queen City Improvement Bureau um, Innovative Revenue Tool, and I actually have one for tonight. Oh. Yeah, and it's actually going to require a little bit of music. Sweet. Let me turn that on now. Uh, let's hear it. All right. So, the Innovative Revenue Tool for this week. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed if you managed to get out of the uh, the sub-basement recently, but it's gotten a little chillier. A little chillier. Autumn is here, Aiden. Yep. It's finally, it's finally arrived. Leaves are in the air, and they're falling downward. Mm-hmm. Gravity. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, and the polar vortex is upon us this year. It's going to be a cold one. A cold one in the Queen City, they're saying. I, you know, they say a cold one is a good thing, but not in the middle of winter. Only no. On a hot day. It's true. So true. Um, and, you know, I've noticed that when the weather starts to turn, people can get a little grumpy. Yeah. They can get pretty upset about the, the, the cold temperatures, the impending snow. They get all into a swivet. They do. A swivet. Yes. That's ex- you took the word right out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, we're yeah. all around saying swivet all the time. Yeah, especially this time of year. <laughs> um, so that's why what we at the Queen City Improvement Bureau are proposing is the municipal, uh, well, it's a whole program, mm. municipal winterization consultants. Nice. Yeah. So what these what these winterization consultants would do is they would help you gird yourself for the weather help you you know cope with the cold i'm with you so far now this would this would cost a little bit of money but there'd be layers there'd be tiers that people could sign up for of winterization consulting right so say you take like the first level the first tier of winterization consulting one of our winterization consultants would come to your home and they would okay i've got it here somewhere (laughs) They would turn on your furnace. That's it. Oh, that's a great... Yes. But you know, at least 30% of Regina homeowners do not know what their furnace is for. I know. Yeah. But a winterization consultant would. Yeah. They would go to the... What's it called? Uh, thermostat. Right. And they would turn it up to a comfortable temperature. Nice. And this thermostat would not, say, blow up or... No. Okay, good. Alternately, what they would do is if you sign up for the second tier, is um, the consultant will come in for the second tier. Mm-hmm. They turn on your furnace, and then, you know what they do? Remind you to put on a sweater. Nice. Yeah. Is this, is this consultant my mother? <laughs> Maybe. Could be. Um, and then, you know, third tier, yeah. they'd help you pick out some season-appropriate boots. Mm. That is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, another thing that happens with winter, it doesn't just get cold. It gets dark a lot earlier than it does during the summer. Right. Every year, people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe how dark it is now. You know what our winterization consultants will do? Come to your house, turn on a lamp. Sweet. Yeah. So it'll be just like summer. But colder we'll just inside. But you'll be in a sweater, and the temperature will be up, and there will be light streaming from an electric bulb. So could we rename winter Electric Summer? I love that. We can rebrand winter. 
Uh, but that's going to be my tire tier. That's right. Yes. You're going to have to pay something for that. that that's yeah. That's that's you get marketers involved yeah. at that point. The other thing that they can do is that they'll go to your iPod and they'll download some, like, nice sunny music, like this track that we're playing right mm, now, which is, is Washed Ashore by Monster Rally. This is a pretty sunny, mellow track. Yeah. It's it's a good group. Yeah. The, the whole album, actually, is fantastic. Um, and then, at, like, the highest tier, and you're going to be paying a few bucks. We haven't, like, worked out the actual cost here. Mm. But at the highest tier, someone is going to come in and berate you with lines like, Nut up, you baby. It's winter. Why is this a surprise to you? It happens every year. That's That sounds perfect. Yeah. Would they then, like, sort of snuggle you a bit? No. Like, no? No. Wow, that's a harsh tear. Noogie maybe kick you out the door and yeah. get you to work and make and you know, demand that you quit whining like a baby. Fair enough. Because it's just it's just winter. It sounds like there's some tears at the highest tier. Yeah, well, you know, nut up, you baby. <laughs> Will do. All right, so that is our innovative revenue tool for this week. And uh yeah. Winterization well, consultants. I came for the music, and I stayed for the music was, and the banter. Yeah, but but the music was uh, pretty top yeah. Mystery Cove is the name of the album. Wow. I highly recommend it. Gee. Yeah. All right. What else do we have on the old agenda, Jigger? Um, my agenda says problem downloading file. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. You are in a pickle, sir. I am. I'm, I'm all in a swivet. <laughs> well, fortunately, I printed it out on the um, on the dot matrix printer, and uh, I've got uh, outstanding improvements here, and great news. Ooh, outstanding news, one might say. Okay. Uh, the city's infill development guidelines were released to the public today. I noticed this because there was kind of like a like a psychic sort of like tremor and shake mm-hmm. uh, going on in the city. Squeezing itself in between the buildings. Exactly. And I mm-hmm. thought that could only be the release of new infill guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. And then you immediately s- turned on the klaxon and I got the, uh, the, thoop, yep. the tube came down and I pulled out the note and I said, Paul, infill guidelines. Yes. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they came out today. Uh, but, you know, some people might be wondering, uh, infill development guidelines, what the heck is infill? Yeah, and why can't you just infill however you like? Yeah. Why do you need guidelines? Yeah, well, fortunately, I have uh, a little girl who can explain. To, so you don't have to listen to me drone right. on about what it is. Here's a little girl to tell you what infill guidelines are. Sweet. Infill housing refers to the development of new residential dwellings in already established neighborhoods. Infill development can include, one, development of a new residential dwelling on vacant land. Two, additions and structural alterations to existing dwellings. Or, three, the demolition and redevelopment of existing dwellings. All right. So I was a little girl explaining what infill is. That's great. I thought maybe she'd be like a typical like eleven year old girl. Yeah. It sounds like you got somebody else. Atypical. An atypical. What type of typical like there are no typical kids who would read infill definitions As, into uh, a recording device. That is that is a good point. You know. So you had the, to you had to find an atypical uh, kid and pay her. Uh, a few dollars. Ah, so yeah. as the Germans would say, keine typische Mädchen. 
or mention. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they would say. Um, yeah, so that's what infill is. It's just basically squeezing, you know, you've got a vacant lot, you throw a house on it or a duplex or, I don't know, whatever you want. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are guidelines, but, I mean, you can just do whatever you like. That's what the guidelines are. They just You just open up this one page. It just says just do what you want. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, Stop yeah. bothering us. Yeah, no. No. No, that's not what it is. Oh, okay. I was, um, I was under the impression that it was more like of a libertarian kind of No, no, no. It's more about uh, sort of saying uh, this is what you can't do. And well, also what you can do. Right. Yeah. This is going to anger the infill libertarians. Yeah, well, yeah. They could be picketing. There yeah. could be pickets. Yeah, they, they fill pickets. They, they, they never get together yeah. for a picket. Well, no, but what they do is they go to other protests and they just sort of like squirm their way in and stand in amongst the other pickets. And then, right, and then start like spouting their, their particular brand of nonsense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, people sometimes think is that infill necessarily means intensification. Mm. But it doesn't. And you know how I know? Because th this, this girl told me. Oh, yeah, well, here. That's somebody told you us. Infill development does not necessarily lead to intensification. Intensification occurs when there is an increase in the number of residential units or population density in a given area, which can be achieved through some forms of infill development. Unit or population intensification is crucial to ensuring that the city manages growth in a way that reduces sprawl, uses resources more efficiently, and provides access to amenities, jobs, and services for more people. So there you go. That's uh, that's intensification. Uh, and you can totally tell that she was like, oh, thank you so much for making me read this. I was, I was wondering um, if she was just thrilled, it or if she was actually the author of, of this report. Oh, I'll ask her. Maybe she was, because yeah. she, didn't, she didn't have a script. Yeah. <laughs> I was she like, wasn't even looking at the page, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, and I was like, hey, what's infill? And then this just came out. magical. Yeah, maybe she's possessed <laughs> by the infill demon. I wonder, I wonder what kind of salary like the infill demon gets. I have I no idea. In scope? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. The, the NIMBY exorcist would have to be called <laughs> in to drive it from the neighborhood. Laneway! Laneway! <laughs> The power, of, the power of Hawkins compels you. <laughs> so anyways, this is 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We are the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Talking infill development guidelines. Uh, yeah, so anyways, the, the guidelines then, they provide a framework for all of this infill. And like a list of rules for developers who want to build in existing neighborhoods. Um, now, I think it would be really hard for us to just kind of talk about this because... Um, a lot of this, a lot of these guidelines, like you can't just go through and say, oh, here, look at what they did here, because a lot of it goes like this, where 4.5 meters is used as the median height of a pitch porch roof, no portion of the porch roof shall exceed a maximum height of 5.5 meters. Boring. Or, or, oh, wait, oh, sorry. On properties with lot widths equal to or greater than 10.0 meters or where dwellings are constructed on a lot that has been subdivided, single detached dwellings shall maintain a minimum standard uh, side yard setback of 1.2 meters on both sides. Well, That's the kind of stuff you're up against when you're trying to talk about infill development guidelines. I am so embarrassed that I said it was boring before it got to the twist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, both sides. Both sides. Yeah. Um, 
But okay, so like the TLDR version of it is for residents in existing neighborhoods, these info guidelines add sort of a predictability to what kind of stuff you can expect to see getting built around you. Right. So like there won't be like a circus. No. Like being filled in. You know what? There's no specific prohibition against building a a circus in uh, in a vacant lot, actually. Or a geodesic. I'm going to make a note of that. And send it upstairs. I, you know, I, I think we should just let that slide, because at some point we're gonna get out of here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to find have to find a way to support ourselves. Right. Why not with a, like an inner city circus? That's true. Yeah, we could do that. Like a pop up circus. Pop up circus. Where are we gonna be today? Where are the jugglers and elephants, or well, actually dogs, gonna be today? Yeah, this is great. Yeah. And yeah. Puffins. Are puffins. Puffins? In? Puffins are totally in the circus, I'm sure. <laughs> of course, yeah. Especially in a pop-up circus. Yep. Yeah, we have trick puffins, yeah. flying puffins. Flying puffins, trapeze um, puppins, puppins. Sleeping puffins, uh, stuffed puffins. Stuffed puffins. Yeah. Yeah, well, some, some dead puffins. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what else do we have in here? Beakless oh, right. puffins. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, beaks, they're like they're... Like their beaks are like a clear danger to the community. Right. So is there humane de-beaking? Really? <laughs> really? Um, well, no, not really. If there are any puffins listening to this meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau, please do not move to the Queen City. I would hate for you to have to go beakless. Um, that would be disgusting. Um, for developers, what do they get out of this uh, infill development guidelines? Ah, the rules. The rules for developers basically boils down to don't be a dick. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's just basically don't build your house right up to the sidewalk. Be on, be, yeah. be not Richardly about things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, let's see. Yeah, so if you live in a neighborhood where there are back alleys, say, you're not going to see houses, that, like snout houses. Do you know what I mean by that? I do not. Snout house, are there those houses that you see in a lot of suburbs where they have like a two or three car garage that sticks out from the front and completely dominates the front facade? Right. Oh, the things that ruin neighborhoods. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And so it looks like they have a snout. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in like downtown where there are back alleys, uh, you know, those are specifically discouraged in those areas because they don't want you like cutting down the sidewalks to like, you know, drive your big trucks through. You know what they call snout houses in, in America? What do they call them? Snout houses. Do they really? Yeah. I've really never surprised. been. Yeah, no, they, they, mm-hmm. that's what they say. Snout houses. Snout houses. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I feel so bilingual now. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, yeah. So what are some other things? So you can build like a duplex on a single family home site, but you have to have reasonable pathways. Stuff like that. Um, But, to be completely honest, after reading these things, I think there are going to be a lot of people who are incredibly disappointed by the infill development guidelines because um, the guidelines we have here are really just like expansions and refinements of rules that are already on the books. Right. Right? Like, the the heights of houses are already determined in our guidelines. Um, So this just, you know, sort of like lays out more detail about it. Uh, Some things like, you know, how much windows are supposed to be on the front of, you know, new builds. 
that's all I think new, but still, it's not that big a different, uh, mm. you know, different. Okay, it's not that different from what we've had before. So, for instance, you remember that four-story development at Thirteenth and Elphinstone from last year? Oh, how could I forget? Yeah, it was like really contentious. They wanted to build ground-floor retail and then like three stories of apartments above it, and the neighborhood came out in force and got the project killed. So- that sounds like an addition to like commerce and like the liveliness of the 13th Avenue neighborhood. Yeah, we won't have it. Yeah, no, we zero of that for us, please. Um, that development, this, these development guidelines will not stop that kind of infill, and they won't guarantee that it goes through either. They just kind of like lay out more rules about how a development like that gets built. Um, and there's a lot of people who are, have been complaining about the boxy houses that have been going up in Lakeview. So they don't have the mm-hmm. nice peaked roofs or flat roof places with, um, you know, these nice wood exteriors. They look very, very ultra-modern. Um, it's not going to stop these either because the infill uh, guidelines, they only sort of dictate sort of the size. They call it massing of the buildings. Oh, okay. So like the height and how much space it takes up on a lot and where it's oriented and fits on a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, it controls that, but it has absolutely nothing to do with like the character of the homes. It has nothing to do with, you know, uh, the like the aesthetics of the buildings. Right, that uh, city, the city, you know, says explicitly that, you know, they don't dictate, you know, aesthetic concerns like that. That's not their job. Uh, and I think a lot of people were hoping from the infill guidelines that there would be controls like that. They're not going to get it. Um, and the other big thing that this doesn't cover at all is zoning. So this oh. whole infill guideline is really hobbled because it doesn't have any zonings bylaws to say, okay, well, this is what kind of buildings you can build as infill in this neighborhood. Right. Right? Um, it's just building shapes, buildings, forms, but it doesn't say what can be built. So if you want to put in a, ca- a coffee shop in the middle of a residential neighborhood, that's a zoning thing. And that this guideline has nothing to do with that. Um, it doesn't address things like parking minimums. Uh, and it also doesn't even address things like where should the city intensify um, and where should it increase its population. Right. And that's something a lot of people have been waiting for is when are we going to decide, you know, which neighborhoods, where are we going to build up the neighborhoods. And that was one of the objections that the cathedral community raised about this four-story development is that that neighborhood, as they understood it, was not designated for intensification. So let's not have any of it. Right. Um, also, uh, for a lot of the city's NIMBY activists, um, they're, they're just not going to find this to be the document for them. So if, they're, if they don't like a big-ass house bu- being built on their lot, this won't stop it. Fair enough. So, for instance, with shadowing, another thing that a thing that a lot of like NIMBYs will do when they come out to city council and say, I don't want this in my backyard because if it's in my backyard, this big old flat-roofed house is going to cast shadows on my petunias. In that accent. Wow. And then, you know... Get rid of them snout houses. Get rid of that snout house with flat roof. Um, Flat roof. There's no mandate that we need to have, like, a shadow impact study done on a house. Mm. Um, There's just, you know, a height maximum. And that's it. And just kind of a trust. And so, you know, if you were hoping to get, you know, some, like, protection for your petunias, it's not in there. So... Basically, there's a lot. There's a lot more work to be done. This is really just a start on how we're going to handle infill in the city, and uh, I think, I think while it's probably a good start and it's going to be really good for admin because they're going to have these rules to fall back on, 
um, how they're actually going to impact the things that we're building. Like, we, we should probably talk to, like, the Regina Construction Association or something and find out where they stand on it, because... Yes, yeah. and then there's, of course, the parking question. Yeah, the always the parking question. Yeah, a lot of this document is dedicated to cars and where to put them, because even in documents, cars take up too damn much space. You know why? Why? It's because cities around the world have not bred giant mutant spiders that will pick up parked cars in their mandibles mm -hmm. and hold them sort Petty of pops. Petty palps. Petty palps. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I do that. Uh, and and hold them. Yeah. Until and you know, and if like if you're if you're parking for one hour they'll just hold them. But if it's for, you know, an afternoon uh, it will climb into a tree and like wrap your car in silk and let it hang from from a tree. Yeah, yeah, we need that. We do. Get on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I've got a couple. I've got a couple of spiders like in in the boiler room. Oh. I'm trying to breed them. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. So we'll see. Huh. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, now I know what happened to my to my my goat. Yes. Why it was like drained of blood. Yeah, that would and be that. covered in like sticky silk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know that. So that was different. That yeah, oh, sticky really? silk and drained of blood. That was not the spiders. Oh. Yeah. So. Eek. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it right now. I'm just. It's just. It's a big embarrassment for me and a failed yeah. project. Mr. McGoatface. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> My only friend. Mr. McGoatface. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to tell you. Um, but yeah, no. No, I just found the grizzly corpse. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Aiden. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, you got to say goodbye yeah. to his grizzly corpse. Yeah, and then um, we ate him. We ate him, and then yeah, for that was that was yeah. you know pretty good for a week. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, yeah, so uh, mutant spiders trying to breathe them in the boiler room. Okay. Pretty sure that will never come back to haunt us. So mm, no. Nope. No worries there. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know what? Mm -hmm. We're out of time. Oh. There were more. Uh, there were more things that we could talk about, but we'll have to save them for another meeting. There is too much banter. Too much banter. Yep, not too sense. much infill too took much, over. Yes, took exactly. over this meeting. Cast a shadow, a pall upon this meeting. Oh my! <laughs> That's right. And there were protests and everything. Yeah. But we ignored them, like yeah. like good bureaucrats. Like good bureaucrats. So, uh, should we like call for a motion to adjourn? Okay, I move to adjourn. All right, I second that motion. Okay, meeting adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Your hosts are Paul Deschen and Aiden Morgan. Theme music provided by Guidewire, a.k.a. Ryan Hill. Uh, you can find us uh, on you know, on the radio uh, Thursday evenings and also we rebroadcast Monday mornings at 9 to 10 a.m. Also find us on our website, queencityib.com or cgtr.ca slash podcasts. Also, you can find us on Twitter, Queen City IB, on Facebook, and on iTunes. Find us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. You'll like it. So will we. Coming up next, we have Nerdcore Cabaret with the redoubtable Maddie V, followed by The Cockpit, and then The Melt. Keep on improving your job.